Oh, yeah. I used to just go to, like, a mic and then, like, leave as soon as I got off, you know? And I would just go to another one. And, like, I would, like, have, like, oh, yeah, like, four, four like, mics, like, in a night. Yeah. But I would just be, like, bombing four times, you know? <laughs> but I was like, but I'm, but I'm doing four. I got four under my belt. Right. Yeah. The, the uh, quantity was always a bigger, like, issue yeah. when you first start out. It's always, yeah. like... I don't care, like, if I bomb, I don't care if they're shitty or whatever. I did four mics, you know, I did three mics, I did 15 mics this exactly, week. Exactly, yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, and you hear so much about, like, the, was it the 10,000 10, hours or whatever? Right, the Malcolm Gladwell. Yeah, and that gets, like, so drilled into you, and I'm sure it's true. Uh, I mean, it's definitely true, yeah, I mean, if you do anything for that long. Well, it's, it's interesting because, like, there's a misnomer for that uh, phrase itself. And I've talked about it on the podcast before where... Like, you know, people take that phrase where they say, you know, in order to become like a professional or mm-hmm. a famous or whatever, you got to do 10,000 hours. But what he was really saying in the book was every time when you look at a professional or see somebody that's been great at what they do, yeah, the one common thing that they have is that they've done it for over 10,000 hours. So it wasn't. So okay. it's yeah. like. It's not like as soon as you do it for 10,000 yeah, yeah, hours, like you become sudden, great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just everybody that's been great has been doing it a fucking long time. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm sure by now, like, I've probably... You know, like, Kobe I'm, Bryant, yeah. he's been playing basketball all his life. But if he played basketball all his life, that doesn't mean he's guaranteed to be Kobe Bryant. People can play basketball all their life and not become Kobe Bryant. That's very true, man. It, but I'm not saying, like, everybody should stop playing <laughs> because, like, there's going to yeah, be a lot of people them. that aren't Kobe. Yeah. <laughs> but let's look at also that he's uh, an alleged rapist. So maybe some people don't oh want to be Kobe either. In yeah, that no. regard. Um, I think, yeah. Yep. I brought it there. It's my podcast. Who cares? Oh, Lordy Lord. <laughs> okay. But I, we got deep. I got deep, way too deep in a uh, last podcast with Brandon Jetty. I don't know how we did. I think it's just the climate and the air that we were living in. He's a pretty charismatic guy. He's cool. That guy's fucking a, a very awesome dude. I love him to death in a clear, in a clearly like platonic <laughs> heterosexual way. But he and I were talking obviously about the Louis CK shit. Oh boy. And yeah, I don't want to bring it up yeah. more, but it is, I hate that I talk about my opinions. Yeah. And then when I later hear about them, when I edit the show, I'm like, why did I say that? <laughs> like, I, get I that. don't want to put no. any of this in the podcast. <laughs> it's tricky, man. No, it's tricky because of course it's all fucked up, you know, but yeah. I feel like, um, anything you say, I just don't want to do offend it. I mean, anybody, really... but it's just coming yeah. from a real place. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely fucked up, man. Do you and ever I... feel like you, uh, you know, won't talk about something on stage? There's definitely a lot of things I don't talk about on stage. Like I what? wouldn't talk about anything on stage that I wouldn't like necessarily talk to somebody in person, you know, like, um, yeah, I always like, if I can talk to you about the same thing in person, then I'll be able to talk to you about it on stage too, you know? And they, there could but be, what wouldn't you want to talk to somebody about in person? Well, like there's, I know some comics that sometimes are maybe a little too forward. I feel, you know, with like, like well, they'll be like, hey, are you fucking her yet? You know, that kind of stuff. Exactly. And, you know, and I feel like when I go to a show and like even before I started doing comedy, that kind of stuff used to make me just like, I would be like, oh man, I hope he doesn't get to me, you know? And I don't want to make anyone ever feel like that. Like at a party. Exactly. You're like, yeah. man, this guy is kind of like asking everybody like, when was the last time they got ahead? And it's like, I don't want to tell this dude. <laughs> Please don't ask me this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know, man. It's just like, I don't like making people feel uncomfortable like it's always funny like when you almost like forget that you're even in the place you know Mm -hmm. like 
there's certain sets like that I've seen. If I could just say like one guy, like Don Myrera, mm-hmm. he's one of my favorite, of course, comedians, you know, ever. And uh, he's a killer. Yeah, and you almost forget like who you are. You're just laughing with everybody else, and mm. I love that. Mm. And I would hate to put somebody on their toes in the audience because I feel like that distracts a little bit, you know. And that's not really even. I mean, more power to the people that do it, you know. But uh, it's just not really my thing. So you are you saying you don't do a lot of crowd work or you don't do – I do, but just yeah. I wouldn't make people uncomfortable. And right. I think – that's not to say that I didn't do that at first. But I you're think, not going to – would you say that you would put down like a heckler or – Yeah. Know? Yeah, but I mean there's also like different ways. Like I've definitely gotten mad, you know, mm-hmm. like where you let them get, you know, get you angry. <laughs> but then there's other ways to take it, you know. Like I remember I asked one guy like, why are you being mean to me? Mm-hmm. And it totally disarmed him, you know. And, yes. uh yeah, when you when you put it on them. Yeah. You know. Like I'm trying to be this like funny guy. Like why are you shitting on me? Like Exactly, yeah. <laughs> and a lot of times when you are actually genuinely funny, the audience will be with you. You know, they they will like yeah. stand up for you and be like, "Yeah, shut the fuck up." <laughs> yeah, man. But it's weird like I've gotten angry at somebody and then the audience like they almost be like, "Oh man, like you almost like scolded them." And so everybody kind of like it's uncomfortable for that moment, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's why I just like that's not really the yeah, it's, approach it's anymore. Mommy getting hit, you know, at the dinner table. Exactly. Well, I don't know about that, but I mean, like, I used to <laughs> see, uh, you know, like my friends, like, or like, well, especially like if I got yelled at in front of my friends, right? And I go back into the room, right? You know, like, I don't know, they're gonna feel a little weird around me, you know, mm-hmm. and then it's that kind of thing. I get that. Yeah. When was the uh, first time you you did comedy? Uh, it was in October. Or, or should I say stand-up comedy, you know? Yeah, no, it was in October. <laughs> what was, was the last a... time you actually made someone laugh? <laughs> it was in October, uh, close to Halloween. I can't remember the year. What was it? So it's, what, four years, man? When did you first think about, like, I want, I want to do this, and then how long did it take for you to actually get on stage? To be honest, man, I always wanted to do this. You know, like my dad, he, right. he – uh, He's a big fan of Richard Pryor. Like before, I even knew who Richard Pryor was as a comedian. I like he liked the toy for some reason. He loved that movie, <laughs> and so I used to just watch that movie all the time. And I thought he was so funny. That movie is very funny, yeah, but doesn't hold up because I haven't of the seen it. I haven't seen slave yeah. kind of you know innuendos. Oh yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, Jesus. Well, yeah. You know, while Jackie Gleason is buying a black man to hang out with his kid. <laughs> yeah, man. I man, I haven't even thought about that since. But when I was a kid, I mean, it was just funny. Yeah, know? it was fucking really funny. It was so goofy, you know. He yeah. was like tucked in with like the stuffed animals and that whole piranha scene. Oh yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I just thought that stuff was so funny, and uh, mm-hmm. and of course, obviously, the stand-up itself. Yeah, when I saw that, and I saw how dirty he was, because mm-hmm. I just only seen the toy, and then I saw right, you know, the special where he's got you know the red shirt, and he's just so alive, and he's just but he's so dirty, and he's yeah. so but but he's you know very dark at moments and i don't know it was really cool and like my dad you know it was like a thing that we bonded over and it was it was pretty cool you know and i was like but i could never do that but i would try to be funny around my friends of course after that clearly and i just love jokes man you know like you know you just any jokes you know like street jokes and you just hear and it's almost like magic you know you say like this combination of words and somebody laughs you know and you don't know why and you don't really go into it Podcast too. It's just a day in the life for Daryl Williams. Just a day in the life. 
Welcome to This Comics Life. This is me, your host, D. Williams, a.k.a. Daryl Williams, a.k.a. Dumbass, a.k.a. Dude that's hanging out with a lovely male comic that has a great smile and hair cut. I am talking about the ever, well, I don't want to say famous just yet. I'll get out of here. But uh, definitely famous within the open mic scene and famous in my heart. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yep. You like that intro? Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm talking about comedian Alex Rubio. Yeah. yeah. Hello, everybody. Yeah, famous in the open mic scene. I love that. Right. I mean, I, I've. <laughs> it's weird how you you said that. Yeah, you've you've been doing it for about four years. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't recall, uh, Three you know, four, seeing yeah. you the first time I've seen or I started because I started doing it maybe about a year and a half ago and. I don't think I ran into you until like maybe I was almost a year in yeah. or eight months in at least. No, because it's like, like I started playing guitar, like just to compare, I started mm-hmm. playing guitar when I was 16, but I never really like sat down and studied and, you know, learned how to do everything, you know? And so four years ago is when I f- did my first mic, but I didn't go up for months after that. And then I right. went up once again and then I'd go up for maybe two months after that. And then it was just very sporadic. Exactly. You know, and then once I started working, I didn't go up for six months. Mm-hmm. And so when I met you is when I really just began to take it seriously, which was about two years ago. You know? Right, right, right. But yeah, there was all that time in between where it was just, like we were talking about earlier, where I would try to go to a lot of mics and think that slowly but surely I'll get good just by going up a bunch. Mm-hmm. But I was just bombing all the time. And then you can only take that for so long until I just stopped going up, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. It's definitely tough, especially when yeah, you're you're already like in a weird place, you know, before you even go on. Yeah. You know, a lot of times like, you know, life is in the way of your comedy. You know, everything around outside that you're, you know, dealing with yeah. in your everyday life. Yeah, I was in and that affects the time. uh your comedy, you know. So you're already in a weird headspace. You go in, you bomb. <laughs> and then you're just like well, that didn't help. <laughs> yeah, and then you start to weigh it out, you know. Mm-hmm. But, um, but, but you know, that was then. And then, like, you – well, then afterwards you start working for a little bit or you're in school for a while. And then you start to be like, well, maybe this is – I like that more, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, and the few times that you do do well, they feel so much better than when you're doing this, you know. Yes. That other thing. And so that's when I started to take it seriously. Actually, going to uh, Anchor Bar, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that place – really helped me because then yeah that place definitely um is pretty much the haven for every comic in orange county yeah <laughs> in la maybe too yeah no shout out to evan cassidy man he yep, uh, runs the a cast, beautiful man. thing out there yep yeah. and of course to the rec room now he's been doing a lot oh, of yeah, shows the over rec there room too yeah yeah Please and go there. uh big ups to kenny oh yeah no <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. no it's so cool just all the people. things that are happening down yeah. in the oc and the, so much I mean, yeah, because in the beginning, I, I was just going up to L.A. only. Mm-hmm. And then you run your own mic as well. Oh, yeah, <laughs> at the, uh, Lexington. <laughs> oh, yeah, right, yeah. Uh, Tuesdays, uh, the happy mic. Uh, Tuesdays, we are from 6 to 7.50. And uh, how is that? It's cool, man. People are very, they're very, they're, everybody that goes up is very good. You know? So it's really that early, 6 to 7.50. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it gets filled. You mm-hmm. know, and I love it, you know, because people, they come there either uh, from work or they're trying to hit up other mics and maybe it's their first mic. Right. And they're so cool with me, man, because sometimes they get out of work late mm-hmm. and I'll show up there late. And uh, just this last uh, time, like they set it up and, 
Yeah, man, it's cool. Because that could be a dark place if you haven't been to I have Lexington. I not, but I definitely want to go. If it starts that early, I can definitely yeah. hit it up. It's it's one of my favorite places just because... And well, the Lexington go, is a bar, yeah, you'll see. right? Yes. Okay. It's a theater. It, depending on, I think, <laughs> on like Google or on your uh, Apple Maps, it comes up as a theater. I like to think of it as a theater. Cause right. It reminds me of like CBGB's. It's like oh. our own little thing, you know? And uh, and what else is there like on other nights? There's comedy every night. It every seems. night it's yeah. comedy. It seems like that way. You know, because if uh, seems like every, I mean Cassie Janky, she runs a mic. I'm just gonna say all these people that run yeah, mics. Yeah, do it. Uh, Cassie Janky, she runs a mic. Uh, you know, Brian Kelly, he runs a mic. I think Matt Curry is running a mic there. If I'm not mistaken, I probably am. Mm-hmm. But um, no, there's a, tons of people. Oh man, I'm gonna forget. But anywho, doesn't matter. What is it? What I have to remember? But it, <laughs> go there. Yeah. yeah, go there any night, guys, and yeah. see some comedy. Why not? Yeah. So speaking of which, uh, early Ed Gomez runs a mic right after me. With well, him, of thinking, course yeah. he does. Duh. Or a show. It's a very good show. <laughs> yeah. So speaking of shows and uh, first, you know, origins, uh, we were talking about your, your first jokes. I don't think we brought them up actually, though. Oh yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I do you remember it, any of your first? Set? Um, yeah, it was dumb. I think. Well, of course, it was know. dumb. <laughs> yeah. It's very very dumb. Um, <laughs> I always like too that like you have this false confidence where you're like, yeah, that's gonna get them. Yeah, that's yeah. gonna that'll work. That'll yeah. work. Yeah, and then of course it all like doesn't, and you're just like, of course it would. Of course. Yeah. Why would have this worked? Like, why did I ever think this yeah. was gonna work and work? Like, it. I'm an idiot. Like, none of this should have. I I should have never <laughs> even said any of this. <laughs> Yeah, man, it's funny. It's funny just to kind of play around with everything, you know, because it's. I mean, those moments they feel real, and who who's to say that they're not? Uh, but it's it definitely is real for sure. Yeah, you know. The thing that I noticed though is oh that, uh, you know, it doesn't matter, you know, after you bomb. Oh, not at all. You know, life doesn't change. You know, no, it's never like you know. I always felt this like no crucial, headlines, like you know? yeah, it's never like on the newspaper, like Daryl Williams bombed everybody. Can you believe it? <laughs> it's like the audience doesn't even remember after it really just they literally. They don't even happened. care what you do well. No, you know, there's no pause in that. There's just like yeah, he fucking sucked a dick. Who's next? <laughs> oh boy, yeah. No man, it's uh it's crazy. I feel like, and I, if you don't learn anything from it, yeah, that's when the bomb starts to hurt because mm. then it's just like you just focus on it itself. You know what I mean? Yes. But then yes. if you're like, okay, next time I'm not gonna set the mic down and cause the the a PA to feedback <laughs> and like upset everybody. Right, you know? right, 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 right. Maybe I shouldn't uh, use it as a uh, fake penis in the first minute. A whole minute. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's oh how I roll. Anyway, uh, no, I feel like there's a lot of different times where, like, yeah, like, bombs could be very constructive. Mm-hmm. I'll look at certain things where I'm like, okay, that wasn't a bomb, but it wasn't like I did well. Yeah. You know, it was like, okay, I see where I, I had them. I see that initial, like, funny, like, it's not like they didn't laugh. It's yeah. just it could have been better, you know? I always feel like that with every single set mm-hmm. like no matter you know how good or bad it could always i feel like i could there's always something i could have done right you know right yeah i, I don't know well, i think that's why yeah. yeah i mean most comics never want to watch their specials for that reason you know because they're always going to think back like oh if i just said this or if yeah. i just did this different or blah 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 and it's always like yeah but you can't like it's just that stamp in time like for whatever it is it's like when you recorded it that's what happened yeah <laughs> 
I wonder how it must be at that point, you know, because, of -hmm. course, like with open mics, like, I mean, your best open mic set isn't going to make you a king anywhere, you know what I mean? No. And so it's like, but when you're making a special, should you just leave it as is, you know, because most people, they don't do those jokes again, you know? Right. So is it like a, or yeah, go ahead. I think it's also, uh, you know, why they also film multiple nights. Oh, yeah. So they can, like, kind of get a combination of, like, okay, from these two recordings, we're going to make the best set, Yeah, you know? So maybe one night this joke didn't hit as well. The second night it hit better. We're going to now take that second night's cut. And then that first, you know, airing has a few bits that work better than the second night. So we're going to take those. And it's going to be like an amalgamation of both nights. So it's going to, like, overall for the special, just look like you just crushed the whole night. You know, just every joke hit. Even though in reality, maybe out of both of those performances, Mm -hmm. 80% hit. But it was a different 80%. So you take those two 80s and you create a 100 out of them. Yeah. But, but it is funny though. When but you even see then, it. most comedians are still like, "Yeah, but it could have been better." Yeah. But even then, man. Yeah, I guess that never goes away, if, especially if you're passionate about what you're doing. You well, know, jokes like always was, evolve. Yeah, exactly. I think that's why, like, it takes a year for you to actually do a special to begin with, because it takes a year for you to actually go like to ring out every little thing about this premise or this like. You mean a year after many years? Sure. Or do you mean a year after being in comedy? No, I'm just saying like a. Let's just say a year between specials or whatever. Oh, like, you know, like if you're like thinking to yourself, okay, like how long does it take from like the initial thought of a joke to putting it on a special? Whatever that time frame is, it's more than a day. (laughs) Yeah, man. And who knows? Because it's like, it's more than like, how many times do you think the average guy has said that joke on stage before he records it? Yeah. Well, it's like music, you know? It's like what you hear on the record is just what it sounded like then, you know? Or at least with certain right. bands, you know? But, or, but you always also hear those bands that go like, oh, yeah, we just went to the recording studio and just hung out there for a month and we made an album. Yeah. And you're just like, what? You fucking wrote eight songs in two weeks? <laughs> and then put them on yeah. and you recorded them? <laughs> it always seems pretty... I mean, I, I'm so impressed by all that. Like, man. what? Yeah. <laughs> I wish I could do that, man. You know, and it was like Led Zeppelin or something, you know, where yeah. you're like, really? You wrote eight hits. You wrote eight number one hits in a span of two weeks. <laughs> hey, who's got eight hits? I don't know, but there's probably a lot of singles on, <laughs> yeah. you know, Led Zeppelin 2 or Ze- Zeppelin 4. your delivery i do like your you know your cadence you know your your <laughs> presence on stage because i i see that like you know you can you have those moments where yeah you're you're very you know subdued but then you'll have those big act outs and those big moments where like i'm i'm envious where i'm like man i wish i like no, you've, you've, jumped out more or did more like like your like bits a, where you do with like you'll take the, the mic cord itself and like turn it into a prop and whatnot and i'm like oh yeah that's that's fun i like that <laughs> well thanks man but it, it, it well, easy there easy <laughs> it, it adds to it i never knew how much like those little things matter yeah once i started doing it then i'm like oh that shit matters yeah. like because I've, I've done it I've, I've i've seen it myself where i'm like oh yeah if you animate more at this moment yeah definitely it helps or if you do something more here it yeah. helps <laughs> no um 
it's that one guy, uh, was it Bob Newhart? Right. You know? I remember I was at the laundromat and I was listening to, I don't, I don't even know what the album was. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he just like had a bunch of characters in his act and it really felt like there was tons of people on stage. Nice. You know? In a number of mathematics books, they made reference to uh, something that either proves infinity or the law of probability. They claim that if you take an infinite number of monkeys and an infinite number of typewriters and you set them down and they just type away, that eventually, uh, given enough time, they would type all the great books. (laughs) Yes. Now, they're going to type a lot of gibberish, but eventually they will type all the great books. Now, if they ever tried this, they would have to hire guys, you know, to check the the monkeys to see if they were turning out anything worthwhile. (laughs) So, I would like to present a day in the life of uh, one of these monitors. Uh, Harry, I'm, I'm going to check post 14, see if he's, he's got anything. Oh, boy. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that poor devil's ever going to write anything, you know that? <laughs> Harry, hold on. Post 15 here has something. I think this is famous or something. Uh, to be or not to be. That is the Gazornan plaque. And like that was like a, an idea, you know, and it made me just realize like why I'm always bombing, you know, because people mm. don't necessarily, it doesn't, I don't know, some people really like wordplay, but I think more than anything, people want to feel like there's a show or there's something going on that exactly. they, can, they can witness, you know what I mean? Because like those aha, like, oh yeah, you got us there with the words, you know, like that work sometimes you know right right well i think i focused on that a lot too it's also the audience yeah you know i don't want to always blame it on the audience but i do notice like you know when it comes to open mics they're there for a different reason oh yeah you know they're not necessarily looking for the word play at an open mic (laughs) yeah i know exactly (laughs) but maybe if it was at a book show where they were like there to see comedy and everybody was like yep i want to see somebody that's hoping I'm hoping to have like somebody make me laugh. Exactly. Yeah. Then you can actually, I think bust out those things where you're like, okay, I know these people are paying attention. I don't have to get their attention. Yeah. (laughs) No, man. But that's not to say that like, I love the mystery of what, like the open mic, like the audience, like you never know what the hell, like if somebody's actually going to be listening that night. Right. Right. I don't know. I, I just love playing to those different crowds all the time. You know? I think that's the beauty of stand-up comedy is that there are so many different audiences yeah. that you will see throughout your career and you will repeat. You will see over and over in your yeah. career. You know, it's like there's six different types of audience and yeah. you just see those different you those six different types all throughout your career. You've got them down to six, huh? <laughs> I don't know if there's six. I <laughs> yeah. just threw out a number, but yeah. maybe there's more. Who yeah. knows? But it is like there's open mic nights, but even variations of those open mic nights. And then there's going to be those stadium nights, but even variations on those stadium nights. Who knows, man? Who knows if we'll ever get to a stadium? I don't even know if I want to go to a stadium. Because to be honest. It would be cool if you were playing music, man. For sure. Music is tight, obviously. Or who knows? Because then you also see, like, on the. But here's the thing, though, is that. Let's hear it. I've seen, like, Kevin Hart at, like, you know, the store. And it was, you know, cool. He yeah. was really funny. And it was just like a 15-minute set, and it was really sweet. But you could tell that he was kind sweet. of working out stuff. Yeah. 
or maybe not all of it was like polished. But then, yeah, I watched the special that he has on Netflix. That's like the huge stadium shit. Yeah. And I'm not gonna say it was dog shit, but oh, I like the store set better. Really? Because it was more intimate. It was more like he was kind of talking to this just this small crowd of people instead yeah. of like I'm trying to make fifty thousand people laugh right now. <laughs> yeah, man. And I feel like maybe <laughs> like places like this store is where like you know like. The true setting for comedy, you right? Know what I mean, in like some dark club, where is this intimate right. kind of thing? And but I mean, the stadium show's got to It's well, just with like music too. I mean, there's certain music that a dark, you know, cozy place like that, it's cool to do. And certain thing, maybe folk or something. But right, right. Then you got the stadium. You got to you know play for that too. Right. And but that's uh, the thing. Like, yeah, when you're maybe it's like the Beatles. Like, would you want to see them at like Shea Stadium, or do you want to see them like at a bar? I would love to have been like with the was the cavern right when they mm-hmm. is that what it was called yeah uh, yeah I don't know I guess see them both but they're both <laughs> like both environments would be amazing yeah in retrospect now that we know like who they are and whatnot yeah but it was like I mean I guess there is something to both where you you know you're just gonna get different experiences yeah but I don't know. <laughs> If you if I was gonna like yeah obviously critique one of over the over the other, I would take the intimate over the huge stadium. Definitely, because you feel like you could take away a little bit of it, but you know, right? And um, it's more special because it is like for less people. Exactly. But like, cause I've seen Kiss right at the Honda Center. Oh, nice, nice. And uh, that was. I think with Gene Simmons. Yeah, and, it was like one of their uh, farewell tours. Nice. <laughs> the many that they've had, you know. Hell yeah. And uh, it was cool in the What's sense your favorite that, Kiss song? Oh, man. Dude, I used to really like Flaming Youth. I don't know why. And I listened to it again, and it's not that good. <laughs> but when I was a kid, Flaming I, Youth. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not what, familiar with that Kiss song. Yeah. It's really bad. My parents think I'm crazy. Good, but um, I love Black Diamond too. Black yeah, very, Black very Diamond. Good. Yeah, I, I am familiar with that song. Yeah, I saw Mini Kiss in Laughlin. What's Mini Kiss? It's a midget version of Kiss. Oh, it's like a tribute band, but they're all little people. Wow! And they all dress up like Kiss. Really good. And they're do, good. Do they license they like, the? I'm sure they make money off of. Oh, that. of course. I had to pay. It, I, I, it was like you know twenty bucks. No, I'm sure like Kiss probably like in the end also oh, makes some money off of, of that course. too. Of course, to license yeah. the, the Kiss logo and all that. Yeah, of course. Those guys, like, like, they make a, a ton of money. Off Gene of Simmons doesn't everything. do anything without getting paid. <laughs> I've heard, I don't know if this is going to be true or not, but that he uh, owns OJ. What? That like he saw that, not OJ, OJ Simpson, but oh, he owns OK. It. No, 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 no. That's not <laughs> but OJ, like, uh, the, was it? That's part of his parole is that yeah. he now gets, be- he's owned by Gene Simmons now. <laughs> yeah. 
who knows, man, <laughs> the way we're headed. Right. But, okay, so how but does he, he... He just, like, bought the rights to the word OJ, you know, to oh, use right. instead of the initials for orange juice. Right. And, uh... So anytime, and he makes money off of it. Yeah, anytime when somebody uses the word OJ, yeah. he wanted to also license the Rock logo. No way. Where anytime when actually people did this motion, yeah. that would be his like license. How do you feel or, about that? I don't know how you could do that. No. Like, I mean, maybe his army would go after you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. What do you think the most like obscure Kiss memorabilia item is? The one I always think about is the black soap. Black Kiss soap. Yeah. It's just a bar of soap. Yeah, and it's just black. And it's just a and black And it's just solid black. Yeah. You would think it but, would... Which is supposed to be like the best kind of soap, right? Was I don't a... know. I didn't know that black soap was better. I think so, yeah. It's made from... When I was a kid, I remember... Uh, I don't know, but I remember... I think I used is to think like a pumice? lava Yeah, the, the, the pumice stone soap. Yeah. Yeah, that lava stuff will definitely get out like most... Like, you know, grease and, like, you know, heavy stuff. Yeah. When I was a kid, I remember uh, some... Kiss soap. Yeah, kiss soap, man. <laughs> but, yeah, that, that is the best soap. You would think it would look like a giant tongue, you know, yeah, like I a guess. big red tongue, but it's soap. But they're smart guys, you know. They right. want to make sure that people are going to buy these things. Like, I, I want to say, like, yeah, there's probably at least, like, kiss condoms, maybe kiss maxi pads. I'm sure. I wouldn't Kiss tampons. It. Kiss toilet paper for sure. Oh, the toilet paper I'm sure is. Mm-hmm. There. What about like Kiss uh, tax forms or like you know? Like... I, I wouldn't doubt it. The <laughs> fact that there's like what Dodgers uh, coffins. Oh wow! Right there's you know, there's got to be a Kiss coffin for yeah. sure. And and what about like um like a a Kiss hot air balloon? There has to be one. New Mexico, I'm sure. <laughs> Somewhere in the desert of New Mexico. A kiss submarine? Yeah, oh, that would man. be sweet. In the future. Yeah, the future. right. That's where we're headed, yeah. Why? Who wouldn't want to own a kiss submarine? The kiss army and the kiss navy, dude. In the kiss navy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that sounds a little redundant. Oh, boy. Ayo. <laughs> in the navy. All right. Uh, what else should we get into? Uh, do you remember your first set? Like, yeah. Do you remember like the jokes that you attempted uh some of them or that pull you pulled off uh, did it go well I, I wouldn't think so i didn't necessarily like if i looking at it back on it now yeah i would say i absolutely bombed do but, you record all your sets uh yeah but that's only something i've done i did like halfway through like in the last two years you know so it didn't you didn't start recording it, not at all it, it was like year two you're like i probably should record these yeah and even then it's like the first time I did it, I didn't go up for, like, a long time after that. Oh, I did the same thing. Yeah. I went up once and then went, like, well, that was a thing. And then just, like, <laughs> didn't go up for, like, eight months later. <laughs> did you do well your first time? Kind of. Did I you feel like I you didn't want to I... wreck it? Like, you did well. It's like, all right, I don't want to blow it. I just didn't think – I just – it was so, like, out of the blue on how I did it in the first place hmm. where, obviously, uh, I've talked about it on before, but – it was like Eric Escobar. He, oh, no way. I yeah. love that guy. He's a, he's a great guy. Eric, if you're listening, I love you. He runs the <laughs> Brothers Mike. Uh, yep, go Brothers. to Brothers in Gardena. Yep. Great Mike. Wednesdays, Wednesdays man. Big oh, yeah. ups to Eric. Oh, yes. But, uh, yeah, he we knew each other from college. Oh, no. And uh, he hit me up one day and was like, man, you're funny. You know, we should you should do this show that I'm, you know, hosting. He was like, you know, doing a show at the improv space. Crazy. over in fucking westwood yeah and uh he was just like yeah just you know get five minutes together and i'm like what this oh. is like two weeks like out yeah so i had like two weeks to just like come up with something just a 
few premises mainly. <laughs> but were there things that you already knew, like worked amongst your friends? Kind of. Yeah. I mean, I, I ran through some stuff yeah. like with other people that I knew. Like, hey, is this, you know, is this something? Oh, but you wrote all new stuff. Kind of. Yeah. I had a bit about uh, confusing Instagram with a Wii delivery app. <laughs> like Instagram. Uh-huh. Oh, boy. And then I was like, yeah, you know, you just take pictures of your empty bowls. And then, like, somebody just shows up with weed. And you're like, that sounds like a sweet app. It's pretty good, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but then you end up just, like, you know, showing your mom that you fucking smoke weed all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't see the mom thing coming in. Right. But... It's like something that I I, I, haven't, I don't bust that joke out yeah. still, but it was like one of those first like okay I think that's that's like a f- joke right? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure you had the confidence because you don't even really know what like bombing really is. No, you know, no. And of course, yeah, it was a very like forgiving room. Oh yeah, you know, and he definitely talked it up where he was like. Hey guys, this is his first time doing this, so oh, yeah. they don't want to crush your dreams. Yeah, you know? Be gentle. Yeah. Oh boy. And then, like, of course, like, and then I took I I remember going into a uh, a Bane bit from um the Wait, dark Bane from uh... from Batman. Oh yeah, where he sounded like Mister Belvedere, <laughs> and then like that kind of went over let's well. Hear, let's hear a little bit of it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, <laughs> Never met before. Who cares? It's pretty good. I right? live in the shadows. <laughs> like, why would you want him to sound like a posh British man? Like, you know, like he's I supposed to be this like rough, like, what the fuck are you doing, on Bane? Instead, yeah. he's like, hi. Would you like some tea? <laughs> yeah, it was a little weird. Like he would drop it and be like, oh, you know, yeah, it's kind of strange. <laughs> And I don't mind it. Like, I do like the filter of, like, the, yeah. the mask and stuff where it, like, you know, kind of had that metallic uh, scuba f- sound. Oh, yeah. I didn't understand a word he said throughout right. the movie. You needed the subtitles? I was actually upset. I thought that uh, the sound was wrong. Oh, Or right. something was – it was at the AMC 20. I was like, I'm never coming back here, dude. Man, what the fuck is wrong with this theater? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can't I even hear Bane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but that's the thing. Yeah, Bane the sounded last weird. Straw. And then you had Christian Bale sounding like, yeah, man. Did they did they use? Well, they had to have right some sort of special effects for his voice like that. He, that's I not think, natural. I think it was. I mean, it was his voice, but they did drop it probably a little yeah. bit in post. Yeah, it's kind of crazy because he did have an American accent too, which is always interesting because he can pull that off pretty well. Wait, are you suggesting something? <laughs> that he's that... secretly American? Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> he's been pulling off the British accent. Yeah. Isn't he playing in the new uh, Dick Cheney movie? He's going to be. Dick oh Cheney yeah, that's right. Yeah. I honestly didn't start listening to Led Zeppelin until I feel like I was like a little mm. too old. Mm. But they're good. But we've heard of, I mean, I'm sure there's a million bands that do that. You know, yeah. They write three, four songs in a week or they're on tour and, you know, they, they write a song in between fucking like Buffalo and New Hampshire. But I feel like that what's comedy too. Like sometimes where you're like, do you feel like sometimes like, for certain instances, just writing comes easier. Like just like, Oh, for that week, I just came up with eight different things that just came to me. 
but it's, then yeah. next week it's like nothing. I just it, everything that I thought was stupid. No, it really is just the consistency of doing it. You know, mm. I feel that like if you're just riding every day, it's kind of like you're going fishing every day. You know what I mean? Right. And then right. maybe you'll land a big one. Maybe you'll land a ton one day. You know what I mean? Mm. But I feel like uh, with me, that's how it's always been with even with when I was in school. You know, mm. like I feel like I would only get like ideas on papers or something like randomly when I wasn't trying you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's the same way with like jokes, like where I'd get my ideas just from something while I was writing another joke that I will never perform, you know, cause it was so bad. So but, are you pretty like regimented? Do you like set time aside to write? Uh, I tried to, you know, but then that's the thing. It's like, uh, well, like right now my mind just jumped to school cause I, I'm in school. And so mm-hmm. it, I'm trying to, you know, finish this and then that way I could f- focus back on comedy, you know, and I know mm-hmm. people can do it, you know, both at the same time. Right. You know, and, uh, I don't know. I'm just about to graduate. And so I just, comedy is something that I feel like I, I want to just dedicate all my time to mm-hmm. and the writing and everything like that. I feel like if you're not doing it consistently, it's kind of hard to develop that rhythm. You know what I mean? Because it is something where like, if you're constantly writing, these ideas just shoot out sometimes, you know, because you definitely you're just have ready to, teach, to catch them. Treat it like a job in a way. Yeah. You know, it's God damn, how long did that take to say? <laughs> <laughs> but it is, it, but, it yeah. absolutely is I like mean, a job. Yeah. You know, and obviously as comics, we don't want to like say like, Oh, it's a job. It's, you know, yeah, there's a lot of aspects that make it seem like it's not a job. Yeah. But obviously everybody that's successful is treating it like a job because they have to. Yeah. You know, you if you're making money at it, especially, you have to devote pretty much every single second to it. <laughs> Definitely. You know, and that's the thing. It's like... Uh, and when you're not on stage, you got to be thinking about stuff that you're going to go on stage with. <laughs> yeah. No, I remember uh, I was talking to somebody about like, you know, I was like, you know, sometimes I feel like I'm having like a little side business. You know, mm-hmm. he's like, if you have a side business there's no way you're going to be able to do comedy and i'd that. like a little side piece oh boy <laughs> a little piece of pizza i mean i guess i'd have to have like a, a primary piece first to have like a side one but yeah, well, still what are we talking about anymore i don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh boy but uh no man i don't know your cat's really getting into it over there oh no well she's a cat so that's what they do they lick their butts now would you say that she's nice? Yeah. <laughs> I'd say she's a cat, though. Because she bit me within minutes. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, But that was a play bite. I did notice that because the way she came at me was very cute. And mm-hmm. that's why I was surprised by it. So there's a difference. And sometimes people that aren't cat people, they can't tell the difference or they, they're not aware of the difference. See, that's what it is. I hang out a lot with uh, dogs, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, cats, they definitely like to, like, you know, they're they're... I think they're very uh, masochistic. They Cats? like to like, yeah, put things in their mouth. You know, oh. they're like babies, where you yeah, know they have to have a lot of stuff in their mouth just to just to do it. I don't know, but babies need that, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like a sensory thing. Yeah, I can. Oh yeah, because those little um, was those little jelly like mm-hmm. teething rings things. So. I don't know. Like sometimes, like yeah, cats they just like to they like to gnaw on stuff. Like you watch like wild cats; they're always like biting on each other and shit. But now it's like if you have a cat that's like playing with a person that doesn't know that like cats do that, 
they have a cat like kind of gnaw at them, and they're like, "Oh my god, this cat bit me!" And you're like, "Dude, it didn't." You'll know when it's yeah. Because I was bit asking you, you like, it's like <laughs> I'm petting it, but it seems to be biting me. <laughs> Is this fine? And you're like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's definitely like there's a bite, and then there's a fucking bite. Yeah. No, because I was gonna feel bad because generally, generally, I do pretty well with animals. Man. Right. You're like a whisperer. Something. I'll you sit can on talk to them. If I sit on the couch, the animal in the house will come to me, mm-hmm. and we're like friends, you know. That's always a good sign. Yeah. You know, like, it's definitely not a good sign in the other way, you know, where they're, like, yeah, cowering in fear. Right? Yeah. <laughs> no, actually, uh, yeah, no, that'd be terrible. If <laughs> somebody came over in my house and yeah. my cat tried to, like, hide under the bathtub, yeah, I would be like, what's up with my cat, bro? What do you You tre- saw you came right to me. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I'm, I'm already like, yeah, All Alex right. must be awesome. All right, cool. Yeah, you heard it. <laughs> The cats agree. Yep, yep. We still haven't talked about your first. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> we keep d- yeah, getting distracted. Um, so I think one of the jokes was a Greenpeace joke that I don't remember at all. Because you were in Greenpeace or you just thought no, about No, literally. Like- okay, so how, well, the way it happened was uh, one of my friends, he knew these guys that um, – Webb Seville – uh, Rob Weissman, mm-hmm. and they ran this mic in uh, the comic book, you know, which is comic book store, which I think they still run shows there sometimes. Mm-hmm. And my friend randomly was just going to do comedy. And like I said, like I've always wanted to do comedy, you know. And uh, my friends just like randomly said, oh, hey, I'm going to go. Do you want to come with me? Let's just go, mm-hmm. you know, and kind of put it like, just get out of class and we'll go. Right. And for me, I just never wanted to do it, even though I always – Loved it, and I loved to watch it, and I was a big fan of comedy. Mm-hmm. It's like a, a bubble you don't want to burst. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because you go up. I thought, like, man, if I hate this or if I do really terrible, I'm never going to want to do this. And I'm gonna, right. I don't and know. It's going to taint the comedy scene for you. And exactly. You're not going to want to see other people do it anymore. Yeah. You know? So, but that didn't happen. No. It, if I look back on it now, my, my set, I bombed. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, but it just felt so cool to be up there. Yeah. You know? and Was it a decent crowd? Yeah. They were so uh, forgiving, I would say. You know <laughs> what I mean? Um, because the only, like, good joke that I had, and I can't even say it was a good joke, but the only joke that he uh, did anything was uh, this one about Stephen Hawking that, you know, because you could probably tell by now that I slur my words, you mm-hmm. know? And so when I was a kid, I was in speech. And uh, I don't know. It, I, I was thinking about that. Because we're just driving over there to the open mic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it was kind of, uh, I'm thinking, okay, what am I going to talk about? And it's like, well, I'll talk about Stephen Hawking. And now, he has you, speech impediment. Were you ever, like, writing it, like, before this? Never. No. Never. <laughs> never. So I'm writing shit in the car, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, you know? Um, because I was watching his show. Mm-hmm. And I, this isn't, like, I'm not knocking Stephen Hawking. I, I think he's an amazing guy, you right. know? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, <laughs> but anywho, I'm writing uh, down... This joke about how it's dumb, but this that he was a hero of mine, just mm. not because he overcame all these obstacles and still became just this iconic person, but that, you know, the small things, too, didn't stop him either because he had a speech impediment, you know, mm. um, that he overcame. And that I used to hear stories about him at the dinner table being like, Mom, can you please pass the beep, beep, <laughs> beep, beep? Beep. And I think I did that for like 15 seconds. 
and like people I, were just laughing from <laughs> how dumb it was, but it felt so good, you know. And you committed to it. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. I think. And uh, that's hilarious. Well, it was uh, it was dumb, you know, but it was that one little moment that then afterwards you're like, okay, that feels good. But mm-hmm. then I didn't go up for months after because right. you don't want to ruin it, right? You know. And it was like a one-off. It was like so spontaneous. Oh, you were just like, yeah, that was something fun we did one night. Yeah. It wasn't like, oh, I want to now do this for a living. <laughs> yeah, no, because I, I mean, I can't lie and say that I didn't feel like immediately like this is what I want to do. Right. But I just felt like it's still not in me. Right. You know? I had that one night like when I did karaoke. Oh, yeah. You know, like I just got up one night and like I fucking killed it. Yeah. I, I sang it against all odds. Oh, boy. Like, yeah, Phil Collins. <laughs> Fucking and it and yeah, like the whole audience was just eating it. And for like that five minutes or whatever, like I was this like huge god. For the, Dude, <laughs> like there's so simil- so many similarities between karaoke and like being at the open mic, you know? <laughs> yeah. Just that like anybody could come and kill. Mm-hmm. There's an open mic over at uh, the Prospector. Yeah. Tonight. You know? Oh yeah! Do you Wednesdays and Fridays, and uh, I love it because people from all over Long Beach. And come it's a mix mic, right? We mean mix mic, where there's all different talents. It's not just comedy. It's like oh music. no no no! It's just it's an actual just karaoke street karaoke. Oh right, it's just karaoke. That's yeah. right. I've heard a lot of people going to the Prospector. Yeah man, for it's karaoke. Place, yeah. <laughs> Everybody goes up. I mean, the waitresses go up after their shifts and they kill it. You I was gonna I mean? say yeah, we should hit it up later. Yeah. <laughs> It's just cool, man. Like, the guy that, like, works at the laundromat, he goes, right. and he's got the most beautiful voice, wow. you know? And it's cool, because it's, like, people, like, in the comedy scene, it's the same way. Like, you wouldn't know that, like, the dude that, I don't know, he's, like, stocking shelves or whatever, mm-hmm. is, like, gonna go up later and, like, just crush it. You know what I mean? And then he's gonna go back to his, like, job the next day. But it's, like, those things that keep you going, you know? That was keep one, me going, man. I've talked about this before, but there is this, when I first went up, when I started trying to like actually do it, yeah, I went to Bricks and I was, <laughs> yeah, that was I, you know, maybe the first four or five times I was going there, and I love and, that mic by the way. Yeah, it was a great mic, John Silver, great mic. Not there anymore though. No, he's not there no more. But no. hey, in memory. Supposedly, somebody said there's rumors that oh, it's going to start up again, but who knows? Oh lordy lord. And I don't know how in in what capacity, but. Uh, if anybody does it, that's awesome. It's a great room. Yeah. It's a cool place. Anyway, I was there and, uh, I literally followed the guy that was a chef there and he went just oh boy. up and he was called, he, he did this character called the ranch robot. The ranch robot. Yeah. Where he basically said <laughs> like, there's so many people that ask me for fucking ranch in this, in this like restaurant. I just want a robot that will go and give out ranch to people <laughs> so I don't have to do it all the time. And then he basically proceeded to go be, pretend to be this robot that would go so then good. jizz ranch onto people's tables. What the hell? Because <laughs> clearly and he works at this place. Yes. So then he would pretend to be a robot that went and jizzed on like everybody's table. Didn't and he would that do that thing. for his whole three minute set. You know, oh, he would boy. just go from one table to the next and, and clearly, but wh- he would kill. This is on his shift? Yes. This was, like, after yeah, his shift or whatever. You know, like, it. Yeah. it was just, like, he he literally, like, came from the kitchen and just went on stage. <laughs> wow, man. And then, obviously, like, everybody loved it. 
he committed. And then I was like, oh, I got to fucking follow the ranch robot. Whoa. This is what open my comedy is. Okay, got it. I'm amazed that he's allowed to just like, a, act like that. But it, I've like, never seen him job. since. That's, so that's the thing. Like, Who knows if that was his last day? Maybe. Who knows? Because I saw him twice there. Oh, boy. And and then I never saw him ever again. Did he do the ranch robot? The, both both times. times. And they killed both times. Everybody, the customers didn't mind. Everybody loved it. Everybody Maybe that's what the it. guys thought. The managers like, the customers don't care. Why should we? Yeah. And, like, it was definitely, like, him, like, obviously, like, taking out his frustration. <laughs> uh, I, 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 <laughs> a committed guy, like, uh, to his job does not do that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Some guy right. who's ready to put it all on the line. Oh, yeah. He's clearly that. not working there anymore, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> he was probably surprised that he got to do it twice. Yeah. You know? It's like the first time I, I went on right before him, and then the second time I went on right after him. Yeah. And it was, uh, it was definitely better to open for him. Than the clothes for him. But was it graphic? It wasn't like obscene? <laughs> no, he would literally go and like do the jerk off motion and everything, but it would all be in this like robot, you know, like. My God. And just totally just be jerking off in this like robot way. Man. Who knows? But he committed. He definitely committed to it. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, just I guess rock and roll. <laughs> if I'm gonna be dumb about it, but like OG, like originals, not like uh, yeah. covers. Or no, no, we played original stuff. I think we played a couple covers. We didn't play for very long, to be honest. Mm. You know, uh, and you played bass. Nice. I still, I still play, but uh, yeah, I play a little bass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I love it. I mean, uh, who are who are your guys? Who are well? Of course, you, you know Getty Lee. Oh yeah. And um, so you like that kind of stuff? Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Les Claypool too. I mean, he was. Amazing. I saw him at uh, the Tool concert. Oh, no way. They, uh, just, Are they good? Yeah. it was. They reunited, or they, they, they came out of like fucking retirement. What was his name? Maynard was his... Yeah, Maynard was the lead singer. Yeah. Or is. I'm... He makes wine now. That's what I heard. Up at Sonoma or something, right? In Arizona. Oh, hey. <laughs> Close, though. Wrong. Yeah. Close, but wrong. There's a documentary on Netflix about it. or Are you Or kidding? something. Yeah, there's a documentary on it. Dude, some, somebody was just telling me about him in relation to the wine, hmm. and uh, I didn't realize. Maybe that's why. I yeah. think that'd be such a cool, like... I saw him, like... You know, uh, to get into, dude. It was this last summer. Yeah. And then uh, it was Tool and Primus and a few other bands. Crazy. It was tight. Where was this? Like out in, yeah, like, out in, in D- Riverside DeVore. or something? Yeah, out in fucking San Bernardino. Yeah. They have good shows out there, dude. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You gotta drive them. Yeah. It was definitely a drive, but it was tight. It was very cool. Pretty cool, man. Did you ever want to be a musician? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. I still do. <laughs> yeah. If you could, or would that be something that, like, you could see yourself maybe, if you could do it all over, would you have rather been a big musician or, like, a big comedian? What would you um, I like both, but that's the thing. Like, I do feel like the musician can hide behind music in a different way than comedians can hide behind their jokes. You know, I think you get a little bit more exposed when it's jokes yeah. versus music. Like, I think people will give you that pass. You know, like, you know, if you're conservative or liberal or whatever, like, you can still like Freebird no matter what. Just because yeah. you like Freebird. You know, you sure. like that music. But if you're like a comedian and you're 
liberal or conservative, like you're going to hear a joke that they say, and then you're going to be like, I don't like that. That offends me. Or they said something that I don't agree with. I don't know. And now it's so divisive. Now you have a, a somebody going like, I don't like that comedian. You know, and yeah, I'm not saying like nobody ever sings a song about something controversial. Yeah. But I feel like a lot of people don't give credence to the, like the lyrics to yeah. most songs. You know, they're just listening to the like music. You know, they're just hearing the actual notes and going like, well, it's it's pleasing. I like yeah. that melody, you know. Yeah, I don't know what they're actually saying and I don't really care. Yeah. And but if you did tell me like, oh yeah, they're actually singing about how they love Nazis, maybe I would then care. Oh, <laughs> That'd be a crazy song, dude. But most people, that's the thing. Like, do you know every single lyric to, like, songs that you like? No. <laughs> but it's like, I don't know, like, even my own jokes, like, the every exact word and phrase, you know? like it, Right. But it's like... But you know the premise. Yeah. And you know the subject. But I do believe that there are, like, I mean, I've seen them. There are. I do believe there are uh, comics out there that they can go up in a room that... Where them as people maybe like you know like we we're saying like if you don't expose yourself you know the people in that audience may not have exposed themselves to uh, someone from that culture or someone from that background that's going up and they kill you know because they find some sort of uh, middle ground and I think that's the challenge you know what I mean because to go up there and to just you know always do well isn't necessarily well that's the thing I too I, I think you also put yourself out there more where yeah if you especially if you're not doing original stuff. Like the one difference with music versus comedy is that you can't do other people's bits in comedy. Yeah. You can play other people's songs in music. Yeah. You know, I can go and play all covers of whoever I want. Yeah. But and how far would you go doing that? Maybe, who knows? Maybe not far, but I could definitely like, you know, CDs, play so. the <laughs> play the bar circuit or whatever, and do like you know cover band. It'd stuff. be the same if you were doing jokes. If you were stealing somebody's jokes, you could probably go up at some bar. Yeah, like most people probably mic. wouldn't know exactly. that you're stealing it until you got to a certain level. Yeah, then people would realize like, oh yeah, this guy is taking jokes from other people. Yeah, but it is like with that fact, like you can hide behind. Like, okay, as long as I play the notes right and as long as I know how to technically play this song, yeah. I'm going to do all right. Yeah. Nobody's going to give me shit. Maybe they don't love that song because they just don't personally like Leonard Skinner or whatever. Yeah. But as long as I play uh, Ramblin' Man <laughs> yeah. the way Ramblin' Man's supposed to be played, yeah. people are going to dig it, you know? Very true. But with comedy, it's never like that. It's not, I mean, when you get to a certain stage, stage in your career yeah. you can be like okay this is my act i have a very strong feeling over the last three years that people are going to laugh at these jokes because they laughed at them for the last three years yeah because <laughs> yeah, there's the act and everything but it's know, that, that first time can't... it's that first that open mic scene it's that like i'm just trying this out i don't know if it works it's like but there's but once you find so out good. that it works then it's like okay i'm, I'm confident i know it works do you because you always come up with new stuff every time I see you, you always mm. got a new set and do you feel that's my that's my biggest I think problem is is yeah. that I'm always trying new stuff yeah. that I never hone an act out you know I never find jokes that are like oh well that work I'll just say that now every single time I go on stage yeah. I just get bored I like I'll do a month of a joke and be like okay no, I did I a month it, of I did it and I got a bunch of laughs and I'm I'm satisfied and now 
I'm moving on to something else that I want to try out. Like it's never, I don't know if it's like an improv person in me or it's like somebody that just, I don't know. Like, it's not like I've never said something twice. Like I say things plenty of times. No, I know that. Yeah. But I think it's also me and my mentality of like with the open mic scene, I judge my audiences where if I know it's just a comic mic, only five people here are other comedians. I'm going to try to do everything that they haven't heard before just because I want to try something new on them. Yeah. If I know that there's a civilian there though, that hasn't heard anything that I've said before and they're just seeing me the first, for the first time, yeah. then I'll try stuff that I know. I, I don't give a shit about the comics then, <laughs> you know, it's like, I'm yeah. going to now try my act. I'm yeah. going to like, because there's a real person here that's never seen me. But yeah. if I know it's like you and Dakota and a bunch of other dudes and you know that I'm all well, like, at that point, yeah, it's and it's like, okay, why try out material that you've already heard 50 times already? And I already know that you like it. So I'm not like, Oh, I hope this works on Dakota. It's like, no, I already know it works on Dakota. Why say it again? (laughs) And that's when the cool stuff happens, you know, when you're, I I get that though. Yeah. You can try. There are those moments where even though you've said it 50 times for whatever reason, a spark comes out of it. Something new suddenly yeah, suddenly boredom, shows up, you know, because yeah. you want to change it, right? You know, for something. Yeah, that's the one thing that's so cool about all of this. You know, it's just because I used to really take a lot of this stuff in the open mics personally, but it's like a gym, you know, right? And right. so it doesn't make sense because then when you start to go up at clubs and you realize like these people, especially once they get to a club, like they want you to do well. You know what I mean? Because or else they wasted all this money. Yes. You know? And so they're, they're already hoping halfway you're doing there. Well. Exactly. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, that's the one thing that I think gave me a lot of hope was when the first time I went up at a club and you do well and you're just like, oh shit, all these jokes that I've been like working mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. that I thought were just okay or shitty now are getting a reaction from people because they're in that setting. You know what I mean? Yes. And I think like, in some ways, like a lot of comedy open mics are a great place for comedy, but sometimes they're the worst place for comedy. You yes. know, and yes. there's a weird, and it could be in the same room that it feels that way. Mm-hmm. And but I think that really challenges you to do your best stuff, you know. And I think that's one thing that I've definitely noticed out here. Why I think like you know we have so many good comics out in LA and the OC is because a lot of these rooms are can be kind of tough to just work out new things, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So by the time you're already got it honed down, yeah, like, like at club, Anchor Bar, I'm not trying out new stuff there. Yeah, no, and I <laughs> even know. though it's an open mic, technically, you know. Yeah, and because you, you also gotta... don't want to. I mean, no matter what, bombing is bombing, and you can't differentiate. I mean, I'm sure diff- bombing. I mean, bombing at a club, of course, would suck. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Clearly, but uh, yeah, you don't want to bomb in front of like all those people because that's like a really big open mic. You know, it's yes. like a show. Yes. I think it's I think definitely I, a showcase show for sure. Exactly, and I think Evan definitely treats it that way, and it does make you want to do better. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because the people that are there, they're they're there, they're having a good time, and I think that it's like good practice. And to be honest, that's why I feel like going up there helped me get better. You know, because uh, you're going up, and it's almost like you have this little like dummy show. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I can go up for three minutes, and if these are getting good reactions from real people, then this is going to work in a club too. Yeah. It's it's definitely a good judge of, Oh, this is working. This isn't. Yeah. And, and yeah, it's one of those only open mics that have like a really decent, good real audience, not just other comics, which I will say there are definitely other comics there. 
Yeah. But they don't make the majority of the audience. Yeah, it's just like every mic's different. In that one, for that one, if you want to get like a sense of like what like a like a regular show would be, you know, mm-hmm. I think that's like a good way to kind of transition into that. And then there's other mics like, if I could say it, Cassie Jenke's mic on Thursday, if people haven't gone there. At Lexington. Yes, at the Lexington. It's uh, one of my favorite mics because it really forces you to try to find the whatever either and it's the just truth another of it, the funny mic. of it exactly you know but it, it i i see people there go up and do just amazing things mm. you know and it's cool because you know that sooner or later they're going to go do it at a club yeah and you get to see the beginning of it yeah you know and i love that yeah it is always nice to see the birth of a bit and to see it like you know grow <laughs> and like you know i see so many comics like oh that first time they did it you're like it didn't do anything then two months later you're like wow that turned into a real bit dude i love that man yeah and it's like it's cool because then that almost like builds that sort of camaraderie around each other yeah because and you want to do just the same thing you know it's like everybody's wanting to try to be that guy yeah you know and that's one thing especially like with our group out here you know all all of us in long beach i feel like Mm. we definitely grow a lot you know together you know and we build a lot of jokes together you know like because we go to the same places and we see them and that's I mean, when I was uh, younger and, not, and I didn't do comedy, you'd hear about certain scenes, you know? Mm-hmm. And you don't realize it's just like music, you know, in the same way that with comedy. Totally. You know, it's just like there's a few people that are all kind of uh, just vibing off each other. It's pretty cool. Customs, everyone was just cool They were laughing. Damn, it's good. not like they were like, you know, he didn't bomb for sure. <laughs> but it was one of those things where it's like, I saw that once, maybe, you know, obviously, or twice. Yeah. That was it. Never again. <laughs> I've never seen him at yeah. any other mic. I've never, I talk no, about no. him all the time. I, no. I ask other open micers, like, do you remember the ranch robot? Do you yeah. remember this guy? Cause I don't even know his name. Like, I never even, I don't remember. That's the like, story he tells at barbecues. Like, that's how he quit his job, you know, with the ranch robot. <laughs> yep. There was this stupid open mic at this restaurant that I yeah. worked at that I hated. And I went on stage one night and fucking pretended to jerk off on everybody. <laughs> and then I did it the next week. <laughs> and they loved it. <laughs> Man. Was it? I mean, that's just crazy that he got away with it. Right, right, right. Nowadays, I mean, it's just, I mean, fuck. So crazy. Do you feel like you uh, uh, turn on the accent more when you go on stage? Which accent? <laughs> oh lordy lord! I'm not saying you have a big accent. Yeah. In your normal talking voice. Yeah. But uh, I mean, I do notice though that you do have certain material that does involve, you know. You know, this is a Mexican talking or whatever. Oh yeah, no. I mean, when I uh, when I have a character that I want to do, I want to make it real. You know, mm-hmm. but no. I mean, I've when I was a kid, I remember people used to say that I sounded like Doctor Evil. I've always, I mean, English is my second <laughs> language, man. And for some reason, I learned it all from like. Well, when you do like that corn bit. Oh, for that you have to do it. Like you that. have to like make the accent very thick. For yeah, sure. because it's just. It's truthful, you know what I mean? Because if that I did guy it, I has to be super Mexican. Well, because he is, you know. I mean, yeah. at least the one in my neighborhood, <laughs> right? In every neighborhood, he yeah. Is. <laughs> it and wouldn't so, be real if he was just sounding yeah. like like me. Yeah, man. And so that's the whole thing. It's like 
in that joke and which if is people a, don't know so hilarious i don't want to spoil it but it's yeah a funny i mean in the whole thing it's just about some guy trying to go under you know the radar now you know as a uh, mexican elote man you know and so the way that he might pronounce things might change and so you i kind of felt that i remember i was uh mm-hmm. there's a a fruit guy actually across the street from my work there's a guy that comes out right here yeah every day and he sells everything. It's not just the corn. He sells all the, uh, you know, um, chicharrones, oh, all delicious. that stuff. Yeah. Man. The hot dogs. Yeah. Everything. No. And so the thing is, like, this guy, I was trying to talk to him in Spanish, you know, which isn't, my Spanish isn't the best, you know, but mm-hmm. he refused and he only wanted to talk in English. And I thought that, that was very strange because that wasn't the case before. And so I wondered why, you know, and it just kind of, well, it's like such a good idea, you know? Yeah. And it's one of those things exactly like we're talking about, man, where mm-hmm. how like you're just kind of present for that moment mm-hmm. to get that idea. You yep. happen to be already writing. So you go write it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I'm not going to lie to though. That corn shit is so good. Oh, it's delicious. So good. It's delicious, man. I, I there was, there's always been that talking guy about a lotus, by the way. Yeah. There's always been that guy that's been, uh, in the neighborhoods. Yeah. And, and there's also, I remember, is the same guy, like, the dude that sells the tamales? Is that the same dude? I wouldn't doubt it. He's like the Superman, you know what yeah. I mean? He goes in the phone booth and comes out with, like, a little tamale cart. Because you know? there would always be a guy in my neighborhood that would sell tamales, yeah. and that guy was amazing, too. Yeah, man. It's just, I and, mean, and people it, have it, to make money somehow. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it was like a service. To, I always used to think mm-hmm. that they go around with a honk, 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 you know? Yeah, right? <laughs> and you go out. And you got the tamale, the tamales, you know, mm-hmm, and it's fucking mm-hmm. cool because like, where else do they just announce that food's outside? <laughs> you know what I mean? And you scramble, you get your money and you go outside. And yep. it's amazing. Yeah. Cause like, obviously ice cream has a big like stranglehold on like, Hey, let's just drive around and have people oh, yeah. buy it from us. But in reality, it's like, yeah, why doesn't everything just do that? Like, yeah. <laughs> clearly, obviously we have the, the food truck craze. Well, not so only that's that, a, but like now with like Postmates and everything, right. it's like we're used to things being just right outside the door. Right. Why don't they just do that now? They should have like the food trucks should have uh, like songs on them, you know, <laughs> they just play. Oh, that's the grilled cheese truck. Right. Let's go. Yeah. Oh, you hear that sound? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you hear them bumping Skinner? Yeah. That's the rib place. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. No, man. The rib place, you would be waiting for the blues truck to come by. Right. You know? right. That's when exactly. you go to the good rib place, dude. You hear, uh, yeah, Muddy Waters or yeah. some sort of uh, – yeah, buddy, rich. I don't know. <laughs> oh boy, now we're talking. Uh, no, nah, but here. I, I remember it's so funny because yeah, in high school I had a few. Uh, you know, I kind of crossed over where I had a few Mexican friends, but I also had like you know crossed over. <laughs> a few white friends too. Yeah, and does then, it feel honestly like once you start having friends that are what do you call them? What do you say now? People of color, well, Mexican friends. Did you right. feel like you, or just in this case, did you feel like you crossed over a little bit? No, because I feel like they were already pretty assimilated already, too. Like, yeah. they were very into the white culture as well. Like, because I could... All That's of my, thing. like, Spanish friends spoke English. Yeah. And were all raised in America. It's not like... I don't know if any of them were illegal or anything. No, man. But it's but, like... But it wasn't... We're into like, everything. I didn't, I didn't care about that, even yeah. if it was the, that, the case or whatever. And And I don't think we ever treated one another, like, differently. It wasn't like, oh, he's Mexican. I got to, like, act differently than no. in front of this white guy. But there would be little things where, like, my white friends would be like, 
why are you eating that fucking like corn from that vendor? <laughs> and I'm like, because it's fucking good. <laughs> Would you just randomly be like, wait, hold up, and then just go right? Yeah, like, yeah. like oh, man. Because they would see the the guy coming around the corner, and yeah. they wouldn't, and I would only be like. Life is presenting you an opportunity. I'm getting some fucking corn, yeah. and they're like, they thought it was like something that was gonna like give them some disease or whatever. Yeah, and man, I'm you, like, dude, you don't know what good food is, <laughs> dude. If anybody because it didn't me that. come from like you know some actual like they would go to Taco Bell before yeah. this guy, and you're like, dude, this guy's making way better food than Taco exactly, Bell. Dude. I mean, <laughs> don't get me wrong, I've you know had my cravings sometimes. Clearly, you know, but uh, the fourth meal is exactly. <laughs> oh yeah, the fourth meal, dude. Oh man, but I don't know. I don't know. I always love that stuff, though. Like, did you ever uh, get the raspados? The, What's with the, that? With the big block of ice, the guy would come around with the shopping cart. Oh, yes. The shaved ice yeah. stuff. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that was like mm-hmm. a little show, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what he was like? Oh, they had it. Yeah they, yeah. they definitely did a little work for you. <laughs> yeah, man. I love that stuff, dude. And then I knew there was also, I don't know what they called it. But it was like this pickled cactus thing. Where oh, it was like, dude! It was just like, and it was literally like you could see like it was like just spades of cactus without the thorns in them. Yeah. But it was dude, pickled honest, in dude. some way, where it was like, oh, dude, that's so good. And it's like a weird texture because it's like mm-hmm. kind of crunchy, not, kinda, not like a pickle, no, but, but a little slimy. But it's like good slimy. Yeah. It's kind of yeah. good. Man. Yeah. Go out there, eat some nopales, people. <laughs> that's what it's called. Yeah. I didn't even know that. Yeah. I would always just be like that. Yeah, man. I want that. <laughs> yeah, dude, those cactuses, cacti, cacti. Oh, we're talking about cacti here. <laughs> uh, they're delicious. Yeah, you wouldn't think, you know. And people no. are just like, oh, these Mexicans, they have you know a bunch of cactus mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. their front yard, but it's uh, cacti. Like, oh wow, <laughs> you can actually eat that. Yeah, it's delicious, and it's dude. actually not bad. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I don't know if it if they eat it raw. I mean, dude, you can. Uh, I only well, had it when it was in that like brine or whatever. Yeah, and people roast it. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. My sister I'm, makes great cactus. And who uh-huh. doesn't love good Mexican food? I mean, oh, besides yeah. cactus, I mean, Dude, I don't I'm always understand down. It. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, wherever there's, like, racism, we should just put Mexican restaurants. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because you mm-hmm. can't hate us and love us at the same time. You know what I mean? Well, or who knows what that means? It's always interesting to me where people are, like, you know, thinking that, like, Mexicans are the minority. Like, I've always went, like, what? There's always been way more Mexicans around here. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely like, in L.A. you feel like, yeah, but then it gets into, like... But I've never thought you know, it was a bad thing. I'm not like, why are all these Mexicans here? I'm yeah, like, it's different ways. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, yeah, there's a lot of them here. They're awesome. Or their food's great, too. <laughs> That's the one thing that you don't really notice until you start driving into, like, the middle of the country, you know? Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. um... I went to Utah, and that's one thing I really noticed. Yes. There wasn't any. Or at least I didn't see any <laughs> You know, while I was there. But I actually saw a burrito place mm-hmm. that was pretty good. So there's somebody there teaching them. You know? <laughs> Some Mexican that went like, I think I want to be Mormon, eh? Yeah. <laughs> who knows, dude? I'm telling you. there's all We're, we're everywhere. We're all different right? types. You know what I mean? <laughs> like the, the most metal person I know or mm-hmm. knew was Mexican. The most goth person I knew was Mexican. <laughs> you know, like we're everywhere, dude. <laughs> Yes, yes. I, I definitely know they're everywhere for sure. Yeah. But I embrace it. I'm like, yeah, I wish we were culturally more like, okay, they're going to learn like English. Well, you need to learn their stuff too. So like, you know, from Eventually, age yeah. three years old, like I wish my parents were teaching me Spanish because that would have been awesome. Yeah, man. I don't know. Just I mean, on an economic thing too. Like, I mean, just being bilingual, like makes you, you know, an extra 20 K a year at least. That's what they say. Yeah. You know? I mean, but I think right now, I mean, a lot of this shit is going to 
eventually blow over. I don't think people can stay this upset at each other for that long, you know? Well, I mean, it's, I think just once you realize, like, once you have your own personal experience with another culture, that's That's when it is like, okay, these people are just like me. I know like my neighbor's been, you know, this Chinese person and he's awesome and he gives me food and he, you know, watches my dog when I'm on vacation. Yeah. What's the problem? Like, you know, no, and it's, that's really what it comes when, down but to. But when man. you don't have an experience like that, then it's just like, yeah, what's up with them foreigners? They're taking our jobs, blah blah blah. And it's like, because you only echo be, your own. You don't ideas. know any. You don't know anybody. That's why yeah. I hate them. <laughs> yeah, what's that one movie? Grand was it Grand Trees? Or is that Grand oh, Trees with right, the video game? Right with Grand Trees. Yeah. <laughs> right with uh, Clint Eastwood. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like that kind of thing where it's like if you're just isolated. I don't know, man. Because I think, like, if we go into, like, an apocalypse type of scenario or, like, some sort of, like, you know, weird, like, dystopian future. Yeah. Clearly, like, we're not going to worry about race. Like, we're not going to be like, oh, this. I'm not going to save this guy because he's black. It's like, no, the zombies are going to get us. I'm going to save this dude because I don't want him to get eaten by zombies. Exactly, man. um, When we were... In Utah, we were going to all the, you know, uh, national parks. And right. It was amazing. I've never thought I'd be, you know, impressed by that stuff. And I loved it. Absolutely loved it. And that's one thing that you realize, like, being out there, that, like, this is the really the one thing that matters. Like, you'll be walking for a long time, and you see somebody turn the corner, and you're like, oh, shit. I'm so happy that I saw this person. Right. Because Any person. Exactly. Because you know that wherever they went, they survived it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And maybe you guys can be helping each other, you know? Right. But I didn't see that person turn the corner and be like, you know, who would you vote for or nope. what race they were or anything like that. It was like – it was really strange just yeah. being out there and isolated. In the, it was a place where they filmed Star Trek. Oh, right, right, was right. It right. Monuments Valley or something? Yeah, 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 yeah. Where all the rocks and the uh, – where it looks like another planet. Yeah. And it was really cool because it was almost like a, like a Star Trek lesson, mm-hmm. you know, that you learned like, <laughs> right. oh, we're all the same, you know? <laughs> Man, Gene Roddenberry was right. Is that the guy that wrote it? I believe he created Star Trek, yes. Oh, boy, dude. I yeah. just got into it in, uh, in the last couple of years. What's your favorite uh, series? No, I'm not even there. I'm just watching the movies. Dude. The movies. Oh, yeah, yeah the but movies I like, are cool. I like the early episodes of the... Um, the original series. Yeah. Yeah, with, with Kirk and fucking Shatner. Because yeah. they're, they're kind of campy, you know? They're, of course. Yeah, they're and they're, cool. And just like, like you said, there's a message. You know, obviously, the, the over... You know, the, the first layer is just... Oh yeah, it's science fiction. They're in, you know, space. That's cool. Yeah. They're using lasers. Awesome. But beyond that, it's like, no, they're they're trying to like say like, hey, we're all one, you know, like I feel like all science fiction is like that. Yeah. Well, I feel like that's what every science fiction tries to portray is like eventually we get all past this bullshit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then later when it's just like, well, somehow we learn to live with this bullshit. You yes. know what I mean? Well, I think usually too Obviously, we would get real close to one another if aliens did show up. Dude, I've you know I used, humans I would be like, that. I don't care if you're black, we're human. Yeah, man. Because <laughs> I always say that, like how I hope it happens. Yes. While like these two people are getting into some like racial argument, Reagan and at said that, that moment they have to. You know, Reagan said this. Reagan said that uh, oh, if boy. if the aliens showed up, oh, yeah. like racism would pretty much. Go away. <laughs> In our obsession with antagonisms of the moment, we often forget how much unites all the members of humanity. Perhaps we need some outside universal threat to make us recognize this common bound. I occasionally think how quickly 
our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside this world. And yet, I ask you, is not an alien force already among us? What could be more alien to the universal aspirations of our peoples than war and the threat of war? It was, was that when uh, he was going a little... He was a little a little uh, senile towards the end. Yeah. We don't want to say it's a, a given or like confirmed, yeah. but it's there's a big speculation. I Definitely after he was president, for yeah. sure. Uh, yeah, man. But even if he was fully coherent, I do want to say that most presidents definitely get pushed by somebody in the you know behind the scenes. There's yeah. always a machine that's going. This is what you're doing today. This is what you're. This is who you're meeting. This is what you're going to talk about. This is blah blah blah. Like he's got an itinerary yeah. for everything for the next four years. He's he's every day's planned out for him already in advance. Oh boy, it's not like he's choosing like. Well, I don't want to talk to that guy today. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm going to suck. You must I'm have just going to do this today. For. I'm just going to watch Stranger Things all day today, guys. I'm binge watching Stranger Things. It must Things. be weird after you become like Obama. Like afterwards, you had to catch up on everything. No There's no way that he like saw like nope. Breaking Bad. Or... None of that. He had to get told it. When did Sopranos end? In like 90 or like 2003. Oh, what the hell am I talking about? Yeah, it started but, I mean, in like 98 or something like around oh then. Oh, boy. 96. Well, what other big shows would, do you think you would have missed? Um, well, this is what we're talking about, people. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, Obama has to catch up on. Yeah. Uh, well, probably. Do you think he even watches like House of Cards? Or do you think that's like too inside baseball? Yeah, why would he want to watch that? Yeah, he probably also is like, this is totally fake. And he would probably just hate it. And not only that, but since Kevin Spacey's stupid now, oh, man. now yeah. we can't even watch it without thinking stupid things. That's yeah. what I want to do. I want to make a, a parody of Stranger Things and call it Stupid Things. <laughs> hey, you didn't reach too far for that. <laughs> but what is it? It's, it's just it's uh, me trying to get to the upside down, but it's me just literally like just trying to like walk on my ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> so you're just doing stupid things. Yeah, stupid things. Yeah, like that's pretty good, dude. But they all have to like kind of coincide with like the lore of stranger things it's like me trying to like recreate the like you know magic yeah. of stranger things but it's you but it's just, me just being stupid <laughs> yeah you know who me. knows nowadays you might be yep. able to distribute that somewhere. i have it yeah well obviously if i could uh if i have a youtube account i could distribute it hey, very easily nowadays yeah. that's all you need that's the thing like am i gonna make money off this no could I actually have it reach millions? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> could this be my legacy? Of course. I could be the next angry cat or grumpy cat. I'm sorry. Oh, we'll see. Oh, there's not even an angry cat. I have that's not even a thing yet, but now that I said it, it's a thing. What would be the difference between like grumpy cat and angry cat? Violent. Violent. It's just him. It's a grumpy cat with a knife. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she knows he's talking. just the same face, just holding a gun. Yeah. <laughs> How does he have opposable thumbs? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> would you be honestly, if your cat tomorrow had like little hands, would you 
How, how weird would you feel about that? I think it would be weirder if it just started to talk. Like if I could like... So you wouldn't care if it had hands? Um, Like human? Yeah. It, it had but they were like little human hairy, hands. Yeah. But they were hairy, but like they just walked on human hands. Yeah. Well, just like the front ones. And then they could like pick up stuff and whatnot. Yeah. Wow, that would be a game changer. I think they would take over. Would you rather want that than them talking? I think if they talked, I could control them more because I could reason with them. Control them? Why but would you but that's that? the thing. With communication, that means that they're like intelligent enough to like reason and have like, you know, judgment and whatnot. But who knows that their reasoning would be like ours? Exactly. Like you maybe know? they have a different like code of ethics because they're cats. Yeah. I mean, because your cat, I was petting her, and she was biting me at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) You keep bringing up that my cat keeps biting you. (laughs) No, I know she's sweet. Look, you saw a few times people, she's come over here and been very sweet to me. Everybody that's interacted with my cat has seen the the sweet and salty side of her. Who's uh, ever gotten bit? Oh, you don't have to Um, tell me, but have people gotten bit? uh, They've gotten bit like you've gotten bit, where it's been love bites, not... Real bites. Did she break skin? No. See, then that's not a bite. See, I guess I just need to be around with cats. Because <laughs> puppies are like that. Right, exactly. Treat it like that, where they're just kind of like just gnawing on you, yeah. but they're not like actually like putting pressure. It's like they're just kind of just putting your hand in their mouth. Puppies love that, dude. But if you can tell, like, there's a difference, like, you, because I've had her actually like be, like, there's been a person that actually, like, you know, pet her in a way where she definitely did bite, bite. Oh yeah, there's certain places they don't like. And I was and and she clearly was making a sound and growled and did all this stuff where you're like They warn you. Yeah, like, they always warn you. And she was just like, "Oh, like she's just playing like and I'm like, "I I don't think that's a play." Yeah. <laughs> I know what playing is and she doesn't play like that with me, so. Yeah. And then of course, yeah, she did get bit and like she, I wouldn't say she needed like stitches or anything. Because that's the thing. I've never been bit like that. And I've seen some people but where like get, the bites it, are gnarly, dude. It She did re- draw blood for sure. Yeah. But I warned her. I told her like, don't do it. Has don't. she ever bitten you like that? No. I've never gotten bit where it's broken skin. Wow. Like she does. She just play bites. You know, she just. But it's hard to tell people. Do you think that. That, that there's that, a difference between a play bite yeah. and a real bite. <laughs> Well, if people don't know, there's a portrait, and we could talk a little bit about oh, yeah. it, maybe, of that tiger. I've, I've brought it up. Yep. I have a tiger painted yeah. uh, painted by my grandfather. It's uh, he Beautiful. painted He painted that when I was 11 years old. Wow. Yep. I've had that for a long Seven time. Years. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Seven I, years. Yep. <laughs> I'm a brisk 18, <laughs> yeah. guys, if you didn't notice. Uh, I just know all these facts because I'm just well-read. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't actually Wiki, experience dude. any of it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're you're on the uh, the cusp of uh, now being middle aged. Oh lord, I know. I, no, I'm, does I'm it, hoping does it suck gonna... that I said that. No, but I'm I'm. Uh... Do you like being thirty? It's all right. Mm-hmm. Did you do anything like big for your birthday? Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. Just no, another I day. Actually... Just I went to uh, you know McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, uh, got a Sunday. As far as like, we didn't do anything big, but what the hell is there to do that's big? You know what I mean? It's like well, I mean, I it's I something guess... that I enjoyed. I loved it. You know, we went to uh, this place 
Musso and Franks. Yeah. You know, and you just, you order a meal you can't really afford, you know, <laughs> you know, and uh, get a few drinks. and They have comedy there too. Do they really? Mm-hmm. I would love to do a set. Uh, Greg Proops, he does a lot of his uh, shows there. Really? He does like his live podcast as well as, uh, you know, just regular yeah. stand up. Wow. I would love mm-hmm. to check that out. Mm-hmm. I saw. Um, Not just him. I yeah. mean, they, they host a lot of stuff there. Yeah. I don't know. I would love to go. There. I love those old places in Hollywood. Of course. You know? And it's like old, relatively old, where we're like talking about like they were built in the 50s. <laughs> yeah. I think actually Musa's maybe almost on 100, dude. Wow. Yeah. But uh, one of my favorite places that just opened up again. I mean, do you hang out actually downtown? Uh, not recently, but yeah. I've definitely been there my fair share of times for yeah. sure. No, they've got a. The Clifton Clifton's that just reopened, mm-hmm. you know? Cool. And, uh, man, it is so cool. It's just like you go in there and there's just different rooms, you know? And it's like... And it's one, all remodeled? Completely remodeled. Mm-hmm. And it's like there's rooms that are like some weird like forest, another room's like a tiki room, another room you feel like you're in like some like Art Deco like party. Cool. And, yeah, it's cool. And then people go dressed up and I feel like, I don't know, it's just like an, I've never been to a place like that, you know? And I was there before it you got restored and it was like a cafe, a real kind of cafeteria, you know? And like, mm-hmm. you see people that are in there just to get out of the street for a little bit, good food, which wasn't that expensive. And, uh, and now it is <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not to say that it's not better, but there's just lost that little bit. It's two different places in some ways. You know? Right. Right. But it's a cool place, man. Yeah. There are so many different, uh, you know, cool bars. The thing is about me is that, you know, obviously since I live in long beach, uh, driving to downtown is a good hour, at least. Yeah. And uh, just to go to a cool bar, I don't know if I want to drive an hour. <laughs> That's the thing. I like, mean, when I was, like, go young. Hollywood especially. Yeah, exactly. Like, when I was in my youth, like, when I was first turning 21, yeah. and when I was first, like, just, yeah, getting into that scene, mm-hmm. it was all about, like, yeah, let's go to L.A., let's do Hollywood, let's go to, yeah, the whiskey, you think that's the all that place. shit. Yeah, because that's all the places that you hear about. Yeah. And then... Clearly, like, once you start to, like, actually get, like, a few drinks under your belt and a few parties under your belt, and you're realizing, like, oh, wait, if I'm going to be drinking, I don't want to be, like, 50 miles away from my house. Exactly, dude. (laughs) No, and, I mean, what I would always do, which is so dumb, is, like, you take, like, an Uber. This was way before Uber for me, too. Like, when I was 21, there was no Uber. (laughs) Dude, I feel like now... Uber's facilitated. There was a taxi, and the taxi would have been 50 bucks at least. (laughs) Yeah, dude. One way. (laughs) Do you remember that? Like, a taxi was, like, from here to Torrance, like, 60 bucks. Yeah, and you would have had to, like, schedule it. Yeah. Call them, like, a day in advance. They wouldn't show up forever. No. When when I was a kid, that's what we used to do. We, like, like, teens, you know, you call up in the phone book. It's like, oh, I gotta go home. Late, you know? Yeah. And you call your taxi, (laughs) you know? It's, like, (laughs) too late to walk home or whatever. Definitely. But, uh. Yeah, I don't know. But now it's funny because it's like the same reasons that eventually that they were upset about, you know, not having benefits. And then Uber came in, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, well, we'll have other writers that are just kind of on contract. Now they want benefits. Mm-hmm. So it's like it, eventually it all kind of comes full circle. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Eventually, once every business gets to a certain level, they yeah. all end up. Being the same business. Yeah, and I wonder if, like, prices eventually – I mean, they would have to go up. You know, of course. To, and Especially you would have, when unions get involved and there's, like, you know, yeah, um, a, a division of power. Yeah. You it's know, okay. a lot of those uh, 
vested interests will try to do whatever it takes to hold that power. <laughs> They're not going to give it up. Yeah, man. But unfortunately, I'm sure a lot of those taxi services have given it up. Cause, yeah, they were probably in power for so long. Because who uses you know? them now? Not really. I mean, I honestly only see like super, super, super tourists in them. Mm-hmm. Like maybe coming from the It's always airport. airport, yeah. Yeah. But I never see like regular people. Even mm-hmm. like older people, they're in like a Uber, like looking at their phones, you know? Right. Every, most people know to call. But in other cities, you can still call them. I think it's just LA, right. really. Well, it's not... Yeah, Uber's not in every city. Yeah, because in uh, New Orleans, we were still going in taxis, and I love that. Right, right. You know, because the one difference between, like, taxi, I feel like, and some Ubers is, like, actually, maybe that's too general, but I feel like I've had a lot of good conversations in taxis, you know? Really? Yeah, just because, like, people, they know how to talk. They've been doing this for so long. I had a taxi guy give me a free ride in Vegas because I guess a a song. No way. uh, in like uh he told me like okay because there was a bunch of us in like and we we're all fucking drunk yeah. hanging out going from like the rio to like you know caesars or something yeah and he's like hey i'll give you guys a free ride if you can guess the next song that's coming up on the radio in, under, in under two seconds so he was gonna like just have it play for two seconds and then he was gonna turn the radio off and then, of course, it was fucking uh, crazy by fucking CeeLo. No way. Was it? Yeah. I'm sure. I mean, I can't think of the intro. Right now, but so it was the intro was just that bass where doom, 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 doom. Oh, I remember when. I remember when. So you just hear that doom, doom, yeah. doom. And, of course, I'm like, CeeLo. And he's like, all right, guys, your ride is free. And then the whole wow. ride there, like, from that moment on, we were just, like, in the best mood. Dude, was he bummed? Of course. <laughs> did he probably like? Oh, he was like, ah, oh, I did, did not, not see think that this was gonna exactly. happen, oh, and man. it happened. And but you could definitely tell like he was also kind of like on something too. Oh, wow. He was very chatty, very like almost too chatty. Where you're like, I understand a little banter, bro. Yeah. Like you know, obviously it's the like usual like where are you like guys from or like hair salon kind of oh they yeah they mm-hmm. got that too you know what i mean right but it's kind of just like something let's make this pleasant you know mm-hmm. there's been a time. lot of silence for a minute yeah exactly yeah <laughs> no but then but it was the other side of it where it's like dude maybe a little silence would be nice right yeah. about now <laughs> no uh, or maybe you should just turn up that crazy for a minute <laughs> <laughs> was he well, like, well, give me an example. Was he just, was he driving erratically too? Uh, no, because we were mostly in traffic, yeah. pretty much the whole time. But he was like, he was asking us all, all the like, you know, generic banter. But it was like the like kind of sped up, like, it off. like, so where are you guys from? Oh, LA. That's cool. We're, I love LA, man. I was there like last week. You're like, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's got like this crazy underbite, like, just like. You ever been to the like boiler room? It's really cool over there. You're like, no, I haven't. Where is it? It's on like Los Angeles. <laughs> Yeah, dude. Cool, cool. Yeah, man, I don't know. And then you're like, yeah, when's this ride over? (laughs) That's when you feel uncomfortable, man. And that's only happened to me in Ubers, and I think that's Mm. why, you know, because I've definitely had it where, and I mean, you can't help it, but, I mean, somebody's having a bad day, and then they'll start talking about, and I, I imagine it sucks, dude. Like, if you're in an Uber... Early Uber driver, and you've got all these people just coming in in different personalities. Yeah, you know, I'm sure it's draining. Yeah, and then you just catch them at the wrong time where they're ready to just like unload on you. And yeah, I don't know what it is. I feel like a, a lot of them have like confided in me how they feel. 
And by the time <laughs> I get to where I get to, I'm like drained too, you know? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's like you want to be nice, but then after like there's a moment where you're like, I don't care anymore. <laughs> not, not that I don't that, care. Like, what what can I do? Yeah. You know? Like clearly whatever I have to say is going to be just inconsequential. And no, I felt bad for this You're just guy. basically just reassuring like, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, man. I hear you. Exactly, mm-hmm. dude. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I get it. And then, but that's the thing. Yeah, they're just they're looking for an ear, exactly, or a shoulder. And sometimes, I mean, the guy that dropped me off today, man, he was really cool, and he was just like kind of complaining a little bit, you know, mm. at first. Oh, you took him over here? Yeah. Oh, just because. I mean, when he told me <laughs> when I saw where he lived, I was like, "There's no way I'm going to find parking." Right. Right. You know, right. Tricky, no, that makes it even better. Yeah. That, you know. Oh yeah. I don't know, man. But this guy, yeah, he dropped me off, and he was just saying like how. Was, I thought he was complaining because he was talking about his day yesterday and how bad it was. Now everybody's like, man, they just like expect every little thing. They don't even say thank you. But today it, it's been Like great. what do they expect besides getting to their destination? <laughs> I don't know. Because I really do feel they like sometimes people want to blow want to be them. Friends. They want me to do their taxes. <laughs> oh No, I don't know, man. I feel like sometimes people – well, I don't know. I mean people just don't want you to be like a dick in the sense that – don't get in the car and imagine. I, I mean, I'm I'm not an Uber driver, right? But at least I'm. I would imagine that just certain people that get in and have no contact at all with that person. Oh yeah, they pretend like they don't even know English or exactly. whatever. It's like they just yeah. Which I don't know if that's better. I you I see that's the thing because I've done the I've done both where like I get in the car and I'll put in my, you know, headphones because I don't necessarily want to talk, hmm. and then I feel like I somehow upset them. What if they get do that move where they're like, oh, you could pick the station, bro, like here. That I'm is the Pandora. worst thing. That is the worst thing. Why would you subject yourself to that, you know, <laughs> as an Uber driver? There's no way, like, that you would ever. But then there's that other extreme, too, where they're just, like, bumping, like, you know, the, like, you know, samba music or whatever. Dude, I honestly, I love the, the hearing soca. what the hell they're listening to. <laughs> right. I was in a, a, a car the other day where the guy, I didn't notice it at first, but, uh. He was playing like his demo, awesome. Because <laughs> it was, but it was really he's bad just, metal. And he's like, "This is really cool, right?" This no, but it was the thing. He would play like a like Coldplay song or something. Awesome. You know, it was on a mix. Oh, and then all of a sudden, it was like Frankenstein's lair. Just <laughs> throw it in. Just, yeah, and then it was like just the <laughs> snare, just boom, gunk, boom, gunk, you know. Right, and then he was like right, soloing right. for like twelve minutes. <laughs> And I don't know. I feel and then like afterwards, he's like, "Hey, what'd you think about that?" I mean, I don't know anybody in that band, but uh, it was you know, very weird. If, if you had to like, like put it on a number one to ten scale, like Where would, would you, you put it? yeah, what would you say that like like a nine? It's my friend's <laughs> band. Yeah, no man, it was. Weird. <laughs> I didn't get the sense that like, I don't know. He didn't want to like say it, but I felt like he wanted me to say it. Like, hey, oh, who is this? They're right, so good, right? You know, right? And he kept trying and trying, and every song was so bad. Yes, yes. I really. I, it just wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. This guy could be listening right now, and Frankenstein's Lair might be. <laughs> That's what the band's <laughs> literal name was. Frank- it was something like Frankenstein. I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> for a fact, those Frank. Hey, did they license that? They. I bet they didn't. Who knows, dude? Mm-hmm. Do you ever think about uh, band names? Oh yeah. Like, what would your band name be? Uh, well, I was in a band that we called The Little Pieces. Oh, nice. You know? And yeah. then that guy that wrote that book mm-hmm. about, uh, was it Million Little Pieces that lied about oh, being... Uh, right. About, lied about actually being involved with 
the Iraq War yeah. or something like that? No, no, no. Yeah, I think it was a, that he said that he was like a, an addict and he overcame it. Oh, that's right. Or something like that. And he didn't really have it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, 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 yeah. I people used to always ask us if that was the, you know, <laughs> right. relation. You guys used to be addicts or something? Or yeah, something, you know. It's like, <laughs> oh, you guys are like referencing that guy that lied, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes, so, yes, we are. <laughs> so it's just funny, man, because it's like whatever name you get, like uh, somehow someone could always make it like Whoa. feel really dumb about it. Well, I think that might be enough. Yeah, that sounds good, dude. <laughs> How do you feel? I feel pretty good. Man. Yeah, this was your first podcast that you've ever done. Yeah, man, it was pretty cool. And uh, it was very nice to have your cat around, actually. Yeah. Every little once in a while, if I ever felt a little funny, she'd come around. It's like <laughs> a, a sympathy cat. Yeah. yeah. She'd be she'd like, like, yeah, it's man. fine. <laughs> I like it. Just keep saying dumb, that. but it's, uh, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I definitely want to thank Alex Rubio for coming in and sharing yeah, some, thank some laughs. Yeah, thank you so much. I mean, uh, it's anytime, my first man. Time. You know, this is very cool. Well, we'll have to have you on again, as well as maybe have like you know another guest. You know, do a dual please uh, episode. Oh, yeah. And then, um, uh, yeah, do you want to throw out the uh, social media? Any of the? No, just that? go find me on uh, Facebook. That's the problem, man. I got to get back on the yep. social okay. media. But yeah, find me on Facebook, Alex Rubio. Um, Perfect. Yep. Do it. Or not. Don't worry. Guys, come out to the Lexington. That's one thing. Support the uh, place, you know. Very cool. Any day of the week, go to the Lexington out in LA, guys, if you want to do Support uh, each other. Yeah, come on. We're living in some crazy times to support each other, too. Exactly. All right, guys. But definitely follow me, obviously, at This Comics Live or The D Stories on Twitter. And also, if you love Sex in the City, Follow the best podcast that's going episode by episode in very detailed, uh, just hilarity with myself and uh, April Lasha. We're doing it. Yeah, it's it's great. It's going to be awesome. Just go to your Such a Sex and the City podcast, wherever uh, you get podcasts. So on that note, I want to thank Alex again and tune in. Just rate and subscribe. Tell a million friends if you found this mildly amusing. And uh, yeah. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Guys, you've been listening to... Ah!